Welcome to the Bride Squared Geekcast, your weekly, almost weekly, perfectly symmetrical, perfectly balanced, and of course, the perfect square. I'm your host, Brad Bellinger, and of course, joined by the Brad from the Frozen Wastelands of Canada, my co-host, Brad Rock. Thank you, thank you, Brad. I, re- I really liked that intro. That was, you know, deep, commanding. Did a good job, know, right? There. It was perfect. D- digital high five. Yes, we are almost weekly. Threw, we- threw in a little, a little, uh... Almost weekly, kind yeah, of. Yeah, we are almost weekly. Uh, it's been. About... You can't put it like a little like asterisk in like when you're speaking, right? Did you just mispronounce asterisk? Asterisk? Isn't that what I said? Asterisk. That's what I said. Sure it is. <laughs> um... <laughs> this isn't recording. <laughs> uh, so yes, we uh, we have been almost weekly. We've probably had about a month and a half hiatus for various reasons. Uh, some of which, you know, busy life related, uh, some of yep. which technical. So, uh, <laughs> we have, you know, checked and double checked our, uh, our recordings this morning. We are We did not record last week. We did not record last week. We are hoping that, that we happen. record this week. Uh, cause Brad has a lot to talk about. Apparently. Um, <laughs> so today, uh, you are not listening to the Brad Squared Geekcast. You were basically listening to the Brad Bellinger uh, Fallout cast <laughs> because Brad has been playing Fallout 4 and uh, has been very excited about it. I've been getting tweets and slacks all week <laughs> to the effect of Fallout 4 is amazing. You should get it. It is amazing. Brad, why is Fallout 4 amazing? What's going on? Um, well, I think I'll, I'll just come out right out the beginning and say that we won't spoil anything. Um... For people who actually are playing or plan on playing. Um, so I won't give away any like storyline details, but I will give away details. Um, so it's, it's, it's good. I haven't been able to put it down. Um, uh, the graphics are incredibly nice. Um, I mean, there are some like bugs. Like I experienced one last night where like one of the characters you have to talk to um, got like pushed underground <laughs> and appeared on the other side of the map. And so I had to wait for him to walk all the way back. Because yeah. <laughs> that's how Bethesda goes, but Bethesda doesn't, like, teleport anybody, right? So, like, everything is time-based. Like, you can even, like, sit on a couch and wait for time to pass, right? Yeah. So, literally, he got pushed to the other side of the map, so I just had to wait for him to walk. He doesn't just teleport. So it's like, oh my gosh. And so at first I was like, maybe I can just, like, teleport. Like, because you can, I mean, there is teleportation, right? Because you can move, but... Yeah. Like, you can fast travel, yeah. quote-unquote. But if you fast travel, the people don't move. So you still have to wait for them. So I fast traveled to where he was on the other side of the map, right? And I caught up to him, but he insisted on, like, talking about something else. He's like, we gotta finish this battle. I was like, dude, when you teleported to the other side of the map, I already finished. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was hoping for your help. Um, so how long were you stuck waiting for him to catch up? Quite a while. Um, there's also been a couple other bugs where, like, some missions, like you can't, like, initiate them, even though you're doing the right thing. Um, for example, there's, like, one initi- uh, one mission where you have to get on a helicopter. Right. Which isn't spoilery at all. Um, but when you get on it, instead of taking you to the mission, it just takes you to the ground. Because that's what the helicopter does when you're not on a mission. <laughs> so I can't get the, the helicopter to initiate a mission. It's like, oh my gosh. Um... And then I'm also having an issue where I don't know how far into the storyline I want to go because I want to get a lot of side stuff done in addition. Like, I don't want to get all the story done and then have only side stuff because yeah. it usually makes me just put the game down. Of course. Right? Um, usually I'll keep playing the game until I've reached 
the end of the story, and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Um, so I kind of have an incentive to get as much, like an equal amount of each done, so that way, by the time I reach the end, I have most of the game done. Um, With a Bethesda game, I feel like that's a tall <laughs> order to say you would ever have most of the game done. Uh, I have it never... is a tall order, because there's a group, right? There's always like one person. Like In Fallout 3, there was like that weird lady at Megaton. That always gave you like a million qu- quests because she was writing a book about the, f- the wastelands or something, and I think you could have done a good like fifty missions with her. The same happens in this game. There's two people. One person wants you to clear out a mission, like an area on the map. The other wants you to find some stuff in the wastelands, right? And yeah. so every time you come back, they're like, "I got another mission for you. I got another mission for you." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, these people, I'm starting to realize, are probably never going to finish missions with them." So I've never actually finished a Bethesda game. Like, uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, Fallout 3. Like, I've never <laughs> finished the main quest. Surely you've made it to Megaton, though. That's like, like the first, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hour of gate playing. That's the first thing you see when you get so out. You, you, so you've met that weird lady before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Like, you know, that's, you're, talking about getting, you're talking about getting to the end and not wanting to finish the main story <laughs> because then you won't do the side quest. Like, hell, I've never not done the side quest. I get too distracted with that stuff. Well, you, you know how you can surely agree that every Bethesda, not Bethesda game, every follow game is sort of like trash collector simulator, right? <laughs> so in the past, like, you're like, do I want to take this item, right? Um, usually you're like, okay, don't take any stupid coffee cups or ashtrays. Those you don't need. Well, in this game, it's sort of like, it's not the opposite, but kind of. Well, we've Nearly talked... everything you want. We've talked a, bit, a little bit about this before, where I'm not a huge fan of Fallout. I, th- I think Fallout 4 might convert me a little bit, but uh, I didn't enjoy oh, I Fallout. Know. It might turn you off if you're not into, like, inventory management simulator. No, 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 I love that <laughs> shit. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Skyrim. <laughs> Uh, a huge fan Holy of Oblivion, smokes. and you know, like I always play a thief, so I'm I'm literally a pack mule, right? Like, oh, and this might be perfect for you then. I'm running, uh, you know, algorithms in my head, figuring out, okay, if it's above this value and below this weight, take it; otherwise, leave it. So, you know, I'm uh, I, I I'm very much into that whole inventory management crap, and uh, you know, in reanimating zombies in. Uh, in Skyrim to load items onto, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, see, it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, in this game, weight value, like in Fallout 3, that's how I, that's how it pretty much goes, right? It's, yeah. um, like you like to do a scale, like it has to be at least three times as much value as it is weight. Yeah, exactly. Like um, in this game, it's not even close to similar. Like a coffee cup could be worth one and it might weigh, Point two or something like that, or I mean, it, it it meets the value, right? But even anything that's worth that's valueless, you still have to pick up because um, I think we might have mentioned it, but it was in the last guess. <laughs> um, there's a building, right? So yeah. um, there's some things that are prefabbed. You can even like build things down to like build the floor, build the walls, build the roof. Yeah, um, it's really cool. Um, there's also requirements like each settlement. Um, which is new as well. There's several places on the map where you can create settlements where people will recruit to if you set up, like, a radio beacon. Sort of like in um, Fallout Shelter, right? You yeah, make yeah. the radio room and people come. It's almost as if they used Fallout Shelter to get people used to this uh, this system. They probably did. 
Um, and so, <clears throat> um, you create these settlements, you make things to recruit people. And once people get there, now there's a food and a water. So, like, literally fallout shelter. Um, there's a food and a water meter you need to get to, right? So, you have to have as much food and as much water as you have people at this place, right? Mm-hmm. And then, which th- this isn't anything to do with Fallout Shelter, once you get to that number, then you need to add the food and the water value together, and you need that number for your defense. If it's anything less than that, it's okay. Um, but raiders can invade, and then you'll have to... Like, there's a new mission in Fallout, which is called Miscellaneous, and it sort of groups together, like, miscellaneous side things that don't fit into a quest. Okay. Um, and so if one of your settlements get attacked, it goes into that miscellaneous list, and you'll see it in there. It'll be like, go to this settlement and help clear out raiders or something. Um, now, so you is, are you timed at that point? <laughs> like, do you have to get back there quick, or else your place is going to no. get decimated, or it's just whenever it, well, you get around funny. to it, there'll be raiders there? It's funny. I mentioned that they have, like, a walking mechanic, right, where people, like, take forever to walk. But at the same time, if it's, like, raiders attacking, it's unloaded. So... The raiders are there, and when you get there, they'll be attacking, but they they won't kill off the settlement if you don't get there fast enough. So, but now is that just like... So you can continue on with other quests, basically, is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, I tend to try to do it as quick as possible, because it does affect other things. Um, okay. Because, uh, like, let's say maybe one gets attacked, there's this another new thing called supply lines, which basically you, uh, you assign a settler at whichever um, settlement you're at Okay. to be sort of like a pack mule, but he doesn't move. But, quote-unquote, he moves. Um, and basically you tell him which um, settlement to move to from the one he's at, and it'll create a supply line, which will link your workshop inventory together. Which is good because if you're building at another settlement, you don't want to realize that you left all of your wood and cement at the other settlement. Once you create a supply line, you have access to the supplies in the workshop at the other settlement. So you can build things without having to go back and forth. Right, right. Because in the last Fallout, I was very agitated that, you know, (laughs) if I left something at one settlement, that it wouldn't... Like, Brad, to be fair, this sounds like it's solving a problem it introduced. Like, this is... uh... Well, kind of, because in the last Fallouts, right, if you had too much inventory, you could go to your house wherever you planned on living. If you were a bad guy, you lived in the tower. If you were a good guy, you probably lived in Megaton, right? Uh, so you would drop all your stuff off in your room in one of the containers, right? And if you needed it, you would travel back there. So I guess the problem kind of was there, but not into this effect, because they've also introduced the fact that you need coffee cups because they have ceramic in them and some things need ceramic to be built so it's like punch me in the head <laughs> yeah like i mean it, it it seems like they're kind of combining i don't know like sims with age of empires dude it's crazy i i really wanted to get into like their building mechanics but so far the only things i built are either um radio station towers which you can't build them by hand um and then if I built, like, a building to put houses, to put, like, beds in, because um, for it to count as a bed, I think it needs to be under a roof. Um, I literally only built the prefabs, because I'm just like, I don't have time, because I want to do this quest, and <laughs> if I want to do a settlement... Um... 
Yeah, like, I just, I, I think yeah, I kind of feel like if I wanted to play The Sims, I'd play The Sims. Don't get me wrong, though, the game is good, but thank God they put prefabs in there, because I don't think I'm ever going to have time to build, like, because I was like, man, I might build, like, a triple-story house, right, and just load it full of beds. Yeah, it's not the case. <laughs> um, the game, though, itself is really cool. Um, what I find me doing, and is a good tip for anybody else playing, is after you do a big mission and you, like, let's say you're going for, like, a chip for somebody, right? You're going for a piece of technology for the Brotherhood of Steel or something. Mm-hmm. You do the mission, you scavenge while you're in there, right? Your inventory is pretty full. I suggest fast travel to the closest settlement. And then there's a button once you're inside the workshop. You can deposit all anything that's in the junk category into it. And you got to do that after every main mission. Otherwise, your inventory gets so full, you can't walk. Even in, like, I've gotten to, like, such a massive weight. Even inside power armor, I can't move. Because power armor gives you, like, a boost to your strength, right? So you can carry more stuff. So once you've reached that limit, don't even bother getting out of, like, the power armor because you can't move at all. Like, you're, like, in cement. So clearly you've been doing a lot in the game. Like, how how many hours in are you, Brad? Oh, my God. I don't even want to think about it. Since it came out, let's see. I've probably played, I don't know. How many days has it been out? It's been out five days. I don't even want to think about it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I think I've played maybe 40 hours, 50 hours. Like, how? Like, you have a job, right? I know. I come home from the job, I play, and then I go to bed. <laughs> I eat dinner, and I go to bed. It's just, it's ridiculous, this session at this point in time. I mean, I, I do spend a little bit of time away from it, because it's like, at one point, you'll be like, I just did like five quests in a row. I'm kind of tired of the game. And then you, it, it's kind of like when you're bored with Reddit, you just close it, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, what should I do now? I'll just go play then, Fallout 4. I'll just open Reddit again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a good game. I mean, I've gone to bed at like 1 o'clock in the morning almost every night. Uh, but it, it's fun. <laughs> That's the issue, is it's fun. Um, let me think. Is there anything I can give away without spoilers? Um... Well, yeah, I can give away a couple things. Um, power armor. You can find actually quite a bit of power armor in this game. In previous games, you could be given power armor from like a certain person, or you might maybe get lucky and like be on like a quest of the Brotherhood of Steel, right? And you go into like a vault and get some power armor. In this game, you get quite a few sets of power armor, which is kind of cool. Excuse me. Now, for those of us who who didn't play a lot of Fallout 3 because they didn't find it very good and might not uh, have a good benchmark, like, is, is power armor, like, a temporary thing, or is it is it like a set of armor? Like, what well, is... it's changed. In uh, past Fallout games, um, armor was something you kept in your inventory and then you could equip. Okay. In this game... Uh, I haven't been able to equip it from my inventory yet, so I don't think it works that way. You have to have a pre-existing... Like, let's say you have a a set of power armor, and you take 
and you access the inventory on it, because all power armor has an inventory in this game. Um, if I go into the inventory and I take everything out of it, I'm going to be weighed down as hell. Um, but the power armor is going to have, like, an exoskeleton still there for me to put stuff back in. Um, in previous games, that was not the case. It was, like, laying on the ground. Pieces of power armor. Um, so all power armor is a skeleton, so you need to find power armor first, right? You can still get power armor as, like, loot inside containers and stuff. But then you have, you have a skeleton to... to put it on. Okay, okay. So it's um, a little bit yeah. uh, it's a little bit like a mount. Yeah, kind of. Um in previous games it wasn't. Yeah. In this game it is. It's um it's in world, you can put pieces into it, so you can put power armor pieces into it. You can also mix and match. Um uh it has an inventory, but you can only put power armor stuff in the inventory. So it's not like you can store heavy equipment in it. Okay. You can only put power armor pieces and fusion cores. And that's another new thing is power armor needs to be powered in this game. In previous games, you equipped it, and that was pretty much it. It has durability in the other games. It has durability in this game. Um, but you could equip it in previous games, right? this one it's not the case um and the power thing is a little bit weird to me um at first i only had like one fusion core and i was like how am i going to play this game with power armor all the time um well the trick is they don't want you to (laughs) and that's why they made a power system um you can find quite a bit like i found i have had up to 14 in my inventory at one time oh wow and basically you have a, a power meter um and once it depletes you can still move but you don't have you can't use action points um and you can't run and that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, which is nice because other people would get power armor in Fallout 3, and then they just wear it all the time and just make sure to repair it. So, you, you've played, you, you know, you've been quite active gaming-wise this past year. Like, is Fallout 4, do you think it's, you know, game of the year candidate, or, or do you think it, it kind of fell short in a lot of ways? Um, like, what don't you like about Fallout 4, I guess, is a good kind of next question. The bugs need to be fixed, for sure. <laughs> See, this is why um, I didn't get day one. We talked about this in the cast that we obviously weren't able to post. Well, that's the only bug I've found so far. PC has got a lot more bugs, which is what you would get it on. Yeah. That's got a lot more bugs. Um, th- there's bugs where, like, certain facial features, when you apply them to a character, um, the face is transparent, <laughs> and all you can see is the lips. Um, customizability, that was crazy. I think I spent half an hour maybe 45 minutes just trying to like sculpt the face of the per- of the character does it look like you not even close i gave up <laughs> if i wanted to look like me it would take maybe two and a half hours because literally everything's customizable first off you hover over a feature and you can change the features type so you can change the nose type then once you got the type that's a roundabout right now you can change the nostril size the bridge size of the nose um for cheeks, you can change how far out they come. Um, you can move them around, like the cheekbone location. You can move them around. You can move your nose around. You can make your nose look broken. Like you can have it like tilted slightly one direction. Um, the eyeballs can be really far apart, really close together. They can be really big, really small. Everything's so customizable. It probably would have taken me two and a half hours to get it exactly right. So I just gave up. I was like, this is close enough. <laughs> but it doesn't look like you. Not really. I mean, it's, it's close, but not really. But, I mean, realistically, um, how much time do you spend looking at your own face in Fallout 4? Well, I would have had to use a picture, and I didn't use a picture either. So I was like, 
I was like, I'm not putting that much dedication in. I'm not looking at a picture, and I'm trying to do it as close as I can. Once I'm tired wait, wait, of it, it's wait, done. Wait, wait, Why would you need a photo? You don't know what you look like? I do, but once it gets down to fine details, you're like, exactly how big is this, right? You're like... That's what she said. How, <laughs> I was going to say, like, how close are my eyes together? <laughs> I'm not going to look at a picture. I'm just going to guess. All right, all right. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, so it's buggy as hell on PC is what you're saying. I think they've been patched already. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit buggy. I'm sure it's going to take PC. a handful of patches, though, before it's... Probably. And that's, you know, that's why. Like, I'm, I don't want to... You know, I, I, it's a risk to, to get something day one on PC. I don't want to get hours into a game and then find out that there's a game-breaking patch and I need to restart my save. And on, you know, a, a Western RPG like that, that's open world, like there isn't as much replay value on doing the same quest, so it's like, I don't want to sink all this time in and then redo it, so, you know, obviously I opted not to do day so one. So I have thought about something now. I can think of one thing I don't like. Alright. Since you've asked. Lay it on me. Damn it! Um, <laughs> asked! Asked, <laughs> I, Brad! I know. I can't say breakfast either. Um. So, um, companion inventories... It doesn't tell you how much weight they have. So you don't know how close to full they're getting. Until they're full. They're not just getting, you know, giving you verbal cues or anything? Like, no. Getting no kind of heavy cues. here. Yeah, no, no verbal cues. Um, in past games, literally it would tell you, like, let's say you opened up... I remember there was an iBot you could get in um, Fallout 3. No, Fallout New Vegas. Um, so you would pile stuff in and you would see how much weight they have available and how much you're using and this one is not the case it j- you just get to the, ma- the max and it says this companion can't carry anymore um, and they all have different weights which is difficult too <laughs> um, what I do like though is um, I don't think you've pl- probably played Fallout long enough to come to more than one companion um, but in past Fallouts you could have one robot and one not robot right? Okay. so you could have a dog and a robot or you could have a person and a robot um Wait, why are person and dog in the same category, but robot isn't? Um, it's basically like living and not living are your categories, really. So you can have one not alive life form, one that doesn't need to be healed, really. I mean, you could heal them in past fallouts, but they didn't usually need to be healed too much. Um, and then you have living companions, which if they go down, you have to sim pack them all the time. Um, which is why I don't really play with the dog too much. You know what I mean? So wait, after all the hubbub about this dog, you don't even play uh, with I, it? I play with him quite a bit, but... I'm pretty um, sure even in our cast you were raving about how great this dog looked. The, <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I mention it, but there's actually only a few companions that can't go down. Um, and they do still... Like, a lot of them still go down, but some of them have like a lot more health. Like, the robots have quite a bit more health. Um, synthetics have somewhere in between, like, the living counterparts and not... Sorry, by synthetics, um, you're, like, referring to, like, an android type thing? Well, they're called synths in-game. Okay. So, yeah, they're they're androids. Like, they have some living... I guess, like, some of them is living and some of them is not. So, which category do they fall into? Oh, I guess in this one you said that you can have more than one. Uh, well, you can't... Here's the thing, though. In this one, you can't have more than one at once. But you can have as many as you want. That's not cryptic. Um, so if you get a, if, if you grab a new companion, you have to send one of your other ones back to one of your settlements. Okay. 
All right. So overall, though, so you like, can join like, it. Like, like, so you can have more than you can have more than once with you, which is a little bit uh, not as good because usually you could have two commands, right? And you could load them both up. Right. And this one you can only load one. <laughs> which, which, if you have a lot of junk, you can put a lot of junk on them and send them back. Right. Yeah. Go to the settlement, get a new one, come back, and then when you're done, you can just unload them all, throw them all on the workbench. Um, which the workshop can hold more than just junk. I just said that there's a button for junk. Right, right. If you want to put other stuff in there, you have to just do it yourself. There's no put all in there. Right. Um, of course, there's sorting, right? There's always been sorting, I think. So you can sort by value so you know which stuff you're going to sell, which stuff you're going to drop. Okay. Overall, the game is it, it's really good. Well, I'm glad that you've been enjoying it. I'm glad that Fallout 3 was not a disappointment. Um, no, I'm assuming not, not that you're going to put another 40 hours in the next week. Oh my goodness. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm probably going to talk about it enough to the point of where we're going to have to have like a spoiler cast about it. Probably. Or something. <laughs> well, getting obsessed with games is not a new thing, obviously. Um, you know, one of the oldest, uh, games that completely consumed people's lives was Second Life. Which, oh, I'm glad uh, that you talked about it, because I was just about to bring it up. <laughs> it's it's still around. Like, how crazy is that? Uh, Second Life, I mean, that's a that's an old game. It's like 10 or 12 years old now. Uh, I, think, I think it's 12 years old exactly, almost. There you go. Um, so, The Next Web actually had an interview recently with uh, the CEO of Second Life's uh, parent company, which is Linden Lab. Um, and, you know, I, I apologize for using the next web as a source because it's complete garbage, but uh, it was an interesting <laughs> enough interview um, that basically talked about the fact that this thing I'm is... Using the same, I'm using the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it talked about the fact that uh, it's, it's still relevant. Um, so a big, uh, big highlight of it was that it still got about 900,000 monthly active users. I'm going to let that sink in. 900,000 people are still using Second Life. Um, a game that, for all intents and purposes, doesn't do anything. Um, so, I mean, if, you know, for any youngins uh, who might not remember Second Life when it was popular, uh, the game is basically just a virtual chat, really. It's basically like a chat room, but instead of just using text to talk to people, there's, like, physical people well not really physical people there's virtual people that you can look at while i guess you're chatting but that's really pretty much the only thing to do there yeah and i mean people have expanded this to be probably the closest thing to role playing that you see these days where they've actually had jobs um you know there's there's mm -hmm. every once in a while a scandal because they people have used it for illegal gambling purposes uh there is who hasn't used something for <laughs> illegal gambling purposes there's a fairly active sexual component to it uh, uh, okay, that's new to me. <laughs> oh yeah, like you know, it's kind of like uh, you know a phone. I mean, I guess if service. you're thinking about the kind of person that would use this on like a regular basis, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, everyone gets their jolly somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what the CEO, who I'm sure I'm going to butcher his name here, but uh, Eb Altberg, uh, revealed in the um, in the interview was that the GDP of Second Life, uh, gross domestic product, uh, is around $500 million. 
Now, that's not revenue for Second Life. That's the amount of money that's being exchanged, exchanged. in-game. Um, because, as I was kind of alluding to, there's a very active... It's kind of like EVE Online in the sense that there's a very active um, economy within Second Life. So people are uh, buying and selling, essentially, skins. Uh, so uh, the example that he had given in the interview... We should sell access to the podcast on there. <laughs> I, I don't even know how you would do that. I don't know either. <laughs> we'll just do the podcast on Second Life, and people have to pay to watch. Perfect. Um, so, uh, basically, you know, they, one example that, that they'd given was there's a specific user who's, you know, to date sold about 300,000 virtual dresses uh, for about four bucks a piece, which is absurd. Like, that you're... I mean, I mean not absurd. That turns out to be 1.2, right? Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing the math right. That's 1.2 million dollars. 1.2 million dollars. Now that's sort of like people saying, like, oh, I have seven million subscribers on YouTube. If everybody give me a dollar, woof, that'd be a lot of money. It's sort of like the same thing. Yeah. Right. So it's, like, woo. it's not a, that much unlike uh, some of these games, uh, you know, in the Steam environment where you're buying and selling or buying skins for like a knife, uh, you know, in Counter Strike Source. Oh or, my goodness, people have sunk so much money that that's probably the best scheme ever. I wish I thought of it. Yeah, exactly. So this is, and this is an entire user based economy. So this isn't people paying. Uh, Second Life for address. This is someone else selling within, uh, like another user selling to another user, uh, and and I mean this is not that uncommon uh, in the game. You know, people have uh, sold real estate. Um, I mentioned before, you know, illegal gambling. Like it's it's a very strange economy that exists within Second Life. <laughs> so when you say real estate, do you mean actual real estate? <laughs> I, I mean real estate within Second Life. Okay, that that makes a little bit more sense. I was going to say, wait, people are selling actual real estate? No, no, like, uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Um, I mean, you could probably. I'm sure there's some people that don't like to talk to real people, and they're like, I talk to my real estate agent on Second Life. <laughs> oh, God. Well, the, you know, that's an industry we can get into, just selling real-life services through Second Life for people who don't want to interact. You know, I'm sure that's already being done. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, Linden Lab is getting into other things. Like, the interview, um, uh, Altberg talked about what he described a, a WordPress for virtual reality, which, I'll be honest, I haven't gone into that much. Although, if it's anything like Second Life, I'm sure it'll be insanely popular and completely useless. Uh, but it's it just kind of blew my mind that this game is still around. Um, so, I, like, Brad, I mean, a lot of these games sort of still exist that never really faded out. Like EVE Online, which I think we've talked about you were very much into for a while, weren't you? We did talk about it, right? I think so. Like, But, but you, you used to play EVE Online, right? Well, you know, Fallout's in my head. Um, no, no, I didn't have him play a few. No, okay, okay, okay. I guess it wasn't you that I was chatting with about that. But yeah, like, I mean... I, I'm, I was looking, I'm like, wait, have I? So I'm like, <laughs> typing it in, I'm like, oh, no, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, no, but e EVE Online is... You know, there, there's a little bit more point. It's like an actual game as opposed to uh, to Second Life. But that's another one that's absolutely enormous for what it is. Um but you know it it makes sense with uh with second life 
I mean, I remember back when um, the PlayStation Network first launched. Uh, PlayStation tried to create their own sort of version, their PlayStation Home, which I think I... I think think they still even have it around, even though probably nobody uses it. Maybe. Which which it might be wrong, because, I mean, if Second Life has... Yeah, we didn't think anyone used Second Life. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just crazy to think that these games still have that kind of, uh, loyalty, uh, especially considering, you know, uh, Sims Online was such a bust, which people really kind of praise that as being a second life where you could actually do something. (laughs) Well, um, that's true though, right? I mean, well, or, I mean, if you really just like sci-fi more than you like because it, it's based in sci-fi. Eve Online? Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's RPG sci-fi instead of whatever, regular real estate. Like, let's go buy a house. Let's go work at the flower shop. Oh, yeah. And again, Eve Online had an actual purpose, right? Like, it's it's a game where you're managing your ship or something along those lines. Um, I, I I played tried playing it when it first came out, and I think probably too young at the, at that point. I was getting very confused by it. Uh, but yeah, it's, but it's, it's another game where, you know, real world currency is a huge thing where you're, you're actually spending money to upgrade your character and to, uh, you know, it was the first kind of definition or not definition, but the first kind of example for free to play where you could grind your ass off to get there, or you could pay 60 bucks now to get there. You were just paying that 60 bucks to someone else. (laughs) And, and in the case of, um... Second Life, when you pay to do something, right, you're not really getting anywhere. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, at least in EVE Online, you get somewhere, probably, from paying. Unless, you know, you're paying to get into this illegal gambling stuff, in which case you might get somewhere. <laughs> um, you might. I mean, there's no way to enforce getting your money, though. No, no. Uh, well, you That's know, there's... Sort of like, I'd call the cops and be like, I had a bet with this guy, and he didn't pay me. Well, you know, if, if you don't pay, people break your virtual legs. I would like to see that. <laughs> That'd be pretty entertaining. They come up to you with a bat in their hand, they're, they're like, smacking it in their hand, they're like, so, you don't want to pay me, huh? <laughs> bam, bam. Bam, bam. I just, I just broke your zeros and ones. How do you like that? <laughs> uh, you know what, Brad, though, speaking of uh, sort of ill repeat ill repute stuff um and this is going back to being fallout related but uh, we ha- we have to ch- talk about this uh pornhub the you know <laughs> arguably greatest website on the internet uh announced that because of the fallout 4 release or the day of the fallout 4 release their traffic went significantly down like how crazy is that that the release of a major game like that could negatively impact the biggest pornography site on the internet. Well, I'm trying to put, like, two and two together, right? Kind of person that plays Fallout, that's a pretty wide range, right? Yeah. Kind and of person then, who watches porn, also pretty then, wide range. It's like a Venn diagram, right? You got one circle, <laughs> and where they intersect just happens to be really, really, really large, right? <laughs> like... It's inside of the Fallout 4 circle. That's how that's how, that's how large it is, pretty much. Uh, well, Brad... You have to be very careful with... 
what we're saying when we say large. <laughs> oh boy, Brad, I'm I'm gonna ask you to be honest here. On the yes. day that Fallout Four was released, did you watch any porn? No. There you go. And there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, on the other hand, the day Fallout Four was released, watched a ton of porn because I didn't have Fallout Four. Yeah, that's what you get for not having. Um, you're like, man, I don't want to get on day one. And they thank you too. They thank you for it. They're like, thank you for not getting Fallout Four. So is the, is the solution here for uh, for Pornhub to produce Fallout Four themed pornography, or get some sort of like tech team on it and make their own game, like an expansion, right? Because like, um, they could make Second Life. Because I don't remember. Because I I remember they didn't want. Well, yeah, they could make Second Life. Um, I don't remember if Bethesda was totally. It, it's difficult, right? Because you have Fallout 1, Fallout 2, Fallout 3, and you have New Vegas, and you have Brotherhood of Steel. Um, both of those games weren't made by Bethesda, last I recall. And both of them, they were kind of like, this isn't exactly canon, so when we make Fallout 4, we're not really going to reference them at all. They just kind of like to pretend that they don't exist, I guess, because they didn't make them. Yeah. Um... Which is weird because they gave him the rights to make it. Which is apparent because anybody that uses the word Fallout ever immediately gets like a cease and desist. They're like, no, we, we own that word. Well, let's hope that we never go into a post-apocalyptic nuclear world because then we can't use the term nuclear Fallout. True. You've got no reaction. It's like, what Well, the I'm, hell I'm thinking about it. I'm like, about? I was thinking like Fallout Shelter. What would you call a Fallout Shelter if you couldn't use the word Fallout? Bomb shelter? Well, I guess so, but how can you determine, like, a regular bomb shelter from one that's going to protect you from radiation? You know what? While we're on this path, Brad, uh, <laughs> new new plan, new plan. Mm-hmm. We're going to release our own game called Bomb. It's like Fallout. <laughs> we, we're going to call it Bomb 4. There you go, Bomb 4. That can, bomb be, that can be the name of the porn <laughs> that Pornhub produces. <laughs> Or they so, can call it Pullout 4. hey So we mentioned you not having the game, right? You were going to get it on PC. Eventually I will, yes. Um, I wanted to mention the Steam machines, since you were mentioning your computer. All right. So you did, fi- you did say that you, were, that you thought you might have fixed your thing on the last cast, but... Yeah, so for those who uh, have been following the ongoing saga of Brad's computer... Um, I, uh, my, my, my PC trips the, um, uh, what's the word for it? The, the breaker for my upstairs office. So if I'm doing anything too intense on the game, like playing a video game, uh, sorry, if I'm doing too, anything too intense on the PC, <laughs> like playing a video game, uh, it'll short out the power for most of my top floor. So I've been trying to resolve this for a while. I'm actually thinking that... It was this ancient monitor that I have, which might have been causing the problem. I don't know that for certain, but I've unplugged it, and I haven't had any issues since. What do your outlets look like in Canada? <laughs> They're the same outlets. It's not like a Europe thing. It's the same oh, no? power outlet. Of course it see, is. I, see, I, ha- I haven't been on vacation to Canada in, like, forever, so... Well... I couldn't, I couldn't recall if it was different. <laughs> it should be fair. There's no real point in vacationing in Canada. That's true. I mean, what kind of event, like, what kind of thing can I visit that's going to be, like, touristy? Yeah, 
You could come to Ottawa on Canada Day. Canada Day? <laughs> yeah, it's Canada Day. Oh boy. It's your it's like your Independence Day, just Canada. It celebrates anyway, so <laughs> Are you really like giving me grief about Canada Day? No, not grief about Canada Day, but why would I go to Ottawa for Canada Day? Because you it's could the, go anywhere in Canada. It's the capital of Canada. So? <laughs> well, where else would you go for Canada Day? I don't know. Go to like the most tourist centric place. Go to Niagara Falls. <laughs> You're just saying Niagara Falls because it's closest to you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So and they have the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so steam machines. Steam machines. Um, so they're saying that um, the steam machine not performing as well as um, a computer would, but they're saying that the real reason could be because of the Steam OS. Because they said that they've run uh, Windows 10 and Steam OS on the same type of hardware, right? So on like. Like they'll take a computer and they'll put it on. They'll they'll, <laughs> um, they'll take a specific hardware, right, and put Windows yep. 10 and Windows and and the Steam OS on them. And they said the Steam OS uh, lags behind when it comes to actual like gameplay. How is that possible, though? Like, um, well, what they're saying here is it it's optimization. Video cards and games tend to be finely tuned for Linux. Wait. No, tend to not be as finely tuned okay. to Linux. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes more sense. Um, which is the foundation of SteamOS. So this seems like a pretty major issue, though. Like, I'm, I'm surprised... Linux always has issues. No, but I'm surprised they're that always... <laughs> Steam went... are always last on the list for, like, support and... But how did Valve go down this path so far to actually build this out? They must have done benchmarking against Windows. I was going to say the same thing. You would think that they would have... They would have like figured that out already yeah been like oh well that's right we got we're using linux for steam os that could be an issue yeah like i i'm i'm surprised that this didn't come up before like this the whole point is to be now now i guess i guess the better question though is does it run poorly like you say it runs it doesn't run as well as a windows machine but it says it lags behind yeah but I mean, a Steam box is a self-contained unit, right? Like it's it's got the hardware that they deem necessary in it. Like, does it still mm-hmm. run games fine? What, what what they're saying is they're saying uh, on average you lose somewhere between a dozen and two dozen frames per second. Oh wow, that's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> that's substantial. Um, it says all titles tested were still very playable, with the modest uh, uh, Steam machine. And the modest Steam machine that they were mentioning has a dual core uh, Pentium with a GTX 660. Okay. Um, but it could pro- it could pose a problem with more demanding titles in the future. Um, they say that the issue might be resolved though in the future if like a lot of Steam machines become uh, like uh, people are getting Steam machines a lot, right? Right. So like if a bunch of people are ditching gaming computers to get a Steam machine, then um, coders might be more interested in refining it for Linux. So their solution is 
buy it. Basically, even, hope it catches on. Yeah, hope it catches on, and then they'll and then start optimizing people have for to us. fix it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I've gone the Linux route for my entire computer, and I mean, I love Linux. It's it's fantastic, but it's just not. I I don't find it it me- well exactly that I don't find it meshed well with gaming. See, it's very very um, Linux. I feel it's like really really fluid. Right, you can do a lot of stuff. Excuse me, with Linux. Yeah, and that's probably why SteamOS is Linux based. It's because first off, I'm pretty sure it's open source. It is, yeah, but um, and that's intentional because it's like the whole purpose of Linux was like right in the face of all the other operating systems. Right, they're like, well, this one's open source and people can uh, do cool stuff with it, and. Um, so it's, I feel like it's really fluid. It's open source. People can add to it. Um, the issue, I feel, is that it's not widely used enough. And so people that are building things for Windows and other operating systems don't really feel like that's, like, their priority. Like, I always feel like it's first they operate, they, like, make it for Windows, right? Let's say it's, like, just totally computer-based. Yeah. I feel like they make it for Windows... Tune it, make it work for Mac, and then Linux is like last on the list. Yeah, I mean the you know the, the hardware intricacies of of what they're trying to do is you know is fairly in depth and, and not one that we could dissect as well just on a uh, an hour long cast. But yeah, I mean you're overall like that's that's kind of the approach. So so let's say you have no computer, no console, right? Sure. Are you going to invest in a gaming computer, or would you invest in a Steam machine? Well, I mean, I think that the the, the concept of you not having a computer is pretty foreign, right? Like, every- Well, how about not have a computer, but you have a very basic computer? So are you going to upgrade, or are you going to get a separate entity as a, like a Steam machine? That's better, because you're right, the concept of not having a computer is very foreign. I feel like I'm going to have to get a computer, because a Steam machine is going to run the same problem as a console, right? It's got See, a, I'm thinking the same thing. It's got a very short shelf life. You know, a console is really great around the middle of its lifespan. Because at the beginning, people aren't optimizing well. Most of the games that are being released were planned for you know, a, a smaller scale console, like a, a previous gen, the middle of the lifespan for a couple of years, everything is just excelling. And then at the end of the lifespan of a console, PCs have gone so far past that, you know, games are being made with the hardware of a PC in mind. And inevitably you get games that look great on a PC and you're disappointed with on a console because they just don't measure up. I mean, a Steam machine's going to have the exact same problem, but probably a, a much smaller shelf life because the quality of the parts going into a Steam machine are probably not as high end as the quality of parts, like the, the level of parts going into a you know new gen console. See, I I agree with you. I feel like it's more advantageous to upgrade, right? Because computers are really upgradable desktops anyway yeah you can take them apart put new um parts in them right like something goes bad you you can replace it it's not like you have to get a whole new one yeah um 
And so really, like, the adventure of upgrading maybe your graphics card or your drivers or your CPU, that's pretty mundane to having to get a Steam machine, which I assume is going to play Steam games. Nothing more, nothing less. When a computer, you can do... I mean, we're, we're doing something right now on a computer. So, yeah. And it has nothing to, nothing to do with playing a game. Not very... On a Steam machine, we would not be doing this. I Very true. Almost guarantee. And, you know, you you know, there, there's occasionally a game on Origin that's worth playing. Occasionally. <laughs> I'm trying to get some specs for um, some machines, but I'm having a hard time locating them. Okay, this is... Should I hum the Jeopardy music? <laughs> you should. Yeah, like they have, like they make it so like odd to like maneuver to get to them. No, but I, I think the point stands though, regardless of the specs, right? Like it's it's gonna have a limited lifespan, um, and, and as you say, you know, you, you limit yourself, right? It's like okay, it can stream Steam games. That's fantastic. That's it. Um, you know, which to be fair is not that different than the fact that a PlayStation can only play games that are released on Sony's platform. But, you know, you're talking about a computer, you're talking about um, something that's running very, you know, the same hardware that could be running in a Windows machine. But the fact that it is a Steam machine is self-limiting. Yeah, because, I mean, like, you can get, like, it, 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 it's also, like, left down to, like, individual, like, producers, right? Like, Alienware has a Steam machine. Yeah. And so does Zodiac, I think? Yep. Um, yeah, Zodiac. And also, Cyber has one. Um, I'm sure there's maybe others. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's up to these individual people to make them, and they make them with... I mean, really, a Steam machine, honestly, is a console made with PC parts. Yeah. Like, they have an NVIDIA GeForce, GTX... Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, that. I could just get the NVIDIA GTX and put it in my computer? Like, why would I <laughs> buy a machine that's basically a, a computer laying on its side that only plays Steam games? <laughs> and I'm sure we're uh, going to get a lot of listeners, you know, writing us in or, or tweeting us, telling us that we're missing the point of a Steam machine. And maybe we are. I would... I'd like to be informed. Somebody inform me. Yeah. Like, what? what what's the... There's got to be a, a, a plus side, otherwise people wouldn't be buying them. Absolutely. Like, uh, well, I mean, is the plus side really just that you can stream it to your TV? I hope not. If that is, I'm very disappointed. Yeah. Because there's HDMI cables from your computer to your TV. Yeah. People have been playing video games on televisions for forever. Exactly. Is it the controller? Because uh, that's not really that innovative either. <laughs> it kind of looks like the uh, like a merging between a... Xbox controller and uh, something else. <laughs> Some other creature. <laughs> yeah, they ha- they have Intel i3s. It's like like that like that's like the lower end of the Alienware. Yeah. The higher end has an i7, somewhere in the middle has an i5, but and they run SteamOS obviously. 8 gigabyte memory, 1 terabyte hard drive, one the smallest has a 500 gigabyte. I mean I don't know. I don't know, like, Brad. Well, price maybe? I don't know. I really don't know. Like I mean, what are they like retailing the, at? Like the cheapest one is fourth generation i3, 
4 gigabyte memory, 500 gigabyte RAM. Um, the the hard drive, not RAM. <laughs> well, whatever. 500 gigabyte hard drive. Um, it's very comparable to like a like a PlayStation 4 when it came out, right? Yeah. PlayStation 4 had around about the same amount of hard drive space. Um, the price is pretty similar, $449. Well, so like 450 bucks. But if you already own a PC, you could buy the graphics card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where's video card? Video card, video card. Uh, where's video cards? Oh, here we go. NVIDIA GeForce GTX GPU 2 gigabyte GDDR5. Like, I don't know how much that costs, but it certainly couldn't cost... 450 bucks. <laughs> yeah, and it, like at that point you're probably best off just getting a console. Yeah, so, yeah, somebody tell me. Like what's the like what's the benefit? Maybe you can sell me on it. Yeah. I doubt it. I, I can't. Um so I mean, yeah, like we're we're obviously not investing in a in a steam machine, but if we should be, no. let us know why. So Brad, I think that uh, you know we're we're getting near the end of the cast. Let's let's end things off with a knockout punch or a knockout kick, if you will. Um, I did want to bring this up because it's a uh, uh, it, it's been talked about in advance. Uh, so the newer newish uh, EA UFC game featured uh, Ronda Rousey, who is mm-hmm. you know the, the the sort of real big name in mixed martial arts right now, pound for pound was rated the best fight female fighter in the world. Um, and, uh, you know, there's long been something called the EA curse where typically, um, sports athletes that were placed on the front of EA's games like Madden, uh, were, would have very bad years after the release of the game. So there's been a lot of talk. If Ronda Rousey was going to be a victim of the EA curse, was she going to break the EA curse? Well, last it, night, the EA <laughs> curse hit her pretty hard in the form of a roundhouse kick to the face. Um, and and I, I feel bad because, you know, uh, she was she was up against Holly Holm and uh, everyone was really expecting another win for, uh, for Ronda Rousey. She's been, you know, doing very, very well in the mixed yeah, martial arts. Yeah, previously unbeaten. Yeah, she's been doing very well in the mixed martial arts circuit. But... Uh, no, she did not do well last night, um, and and as a result, uh, her undefeated streak has been ended. The EA curse has claimed yet another victim. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, um, mention a few other people from Madden, right? Well, I think Michael Vick was certainly on there right before. Yeah, his... yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Now, once you said Michael, I was like, oh, I should have mentioned that before I asked for people. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, the, the EA curse is a real thing, Brad. I'm not uh, I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. But uh, I think that uh, I, I think that this is proof positive. I, I feel bad, you know. Uh, Ronda Rousey can probably still kick my ass. So, good on her. Mine, too. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, this is... Uh, this is big news in mixed martial arts. This is big news for EA. Uh, I, I think that... Uh, I wonder if they're going to start having trouble getting athletes to go on the cover. Um, Anybody who's superstitious, yes. Maybe Ronda wasn't superstitious, so she's like, Psh, 
won't affect me. Athletes are superstitious. Although she might be now. Yeah, well, now she might believe in black cats. Like a cat walks across her and she's like, oh, and then she roundhouse kicks the cat. Professional (laughs) sports athletes tend to be superstitious to begin with. That's true. Like they're like, gotta wear my dirty underwear or something like that. Yeah. Never wash socks. Um, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to be watching the careers uh, even closer of uh, of athletes as they go on the EA games. We'll have to. We'll have to. So I'm looking at the time. I think we might be a little bit shy of an hour. Um, so I'd like to talk about one more thing. That's maybe maybe we'll just like briefly okay. go over it. Okay. So um, Apple not excited about their sales so far. That is true. IPad. Apple does suck. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> um, so, um, they decided, right, they're going to kind of reinvent the iPad, I guess, because previous generation iPads weren't selling as good. Um, there really was no advantageous, like, like why would you get a new iPad when yours is perfectly fine? Um, it, it's really only been recent. Like, iPad 1, if you still own that, you're probably on, like, iOS 1. Because, like, they don't accept updates anymore. Um, as far as me, I don't remember which version I have, but it still gets all the new updates that come out, right? So I've never had a reason to change. And so they're like, well, we're going to make it way better. So that way people will... That way there's, like, a reason, right? It's sort of like the iPhone 6S, right? They're like, why would I get the iPhone 6S? It's pretty much the same. And they're like, yeah, but you can 3D touch it. Um... So now they're like, well, now this is, like, super powerful. We're going to call it the Pro, but we're also going to add a ridiculously expensive price tag, and that's why it's not selling nearly as good as they were hoping. And so it's sort of in the same place as the other iPads, right? Well, so their problem was they tried to, you know, build a Surface, basically, like a Microsoft Surface. Basically. But not nearly as powerful as a Surface. No. So it's basically an iPad a little bit faster but none of the features of a computer. Yeah. So the Surface was the, the Surface was huge because it's still running a full OS. Like, it's running Windows 10 or Windows 8. Um, but, uh, you know, like, I, I use one for work purposes. And the Surface is expensive as hell. And 8's probably pretty good on the Surface. Yeah, it is. It's fantastic. I mean, 8 was built for touch. Yeah. <laughs> I hated Windows 8 until I got the Surface. But that's... So that's the thing, Brad. Like, Windows 8... Uh, or sorry, the, the Microsoft Surface... You know, it's it's expensive. I wouldn't own it probably if it wasn't for work purposes. But it's very, very... You know, it's an intense piece of machine. It's very fast. It's very high-end. Uh, it's got ports for anything you really need to use, right? Yeah. It, I, I Apple can do, does it. Yeah, I can do everything I need for my job because it's running a full computer. Or a full OS. Apple has, like, a, like a special, like... Thunderbolt. Like, IP connector for the keyboard that's coming out for it, right? Yeah. So it's got like these like special magnetic connector for a keyboard. Then it's got just the lightning port, and then that's pretty much it. So it's like as long as you don't do anything like that requires external hardware or any sort of external data transfer, yep. then you're fine. But if not, then there's really no point to it. Like I'm super disappointed. Like I well, I mentioned to you before the cast. Had this been the same as like any other iPad, like, uh, their process, right? New iPad, same price as the, as the other iPad. Old iPad gets a reduce price, right? If they had all the features and 
same price like management scheme, I would have pre-ordered it the day they announced it. Yeah. The issue is, is it costs more than a pretty decent desktop computer, and it costs way more than the Surface. Right? How much does the Surface cost? Uh, well, actually, I think the Surface is more expensive. The Surface is, is it? yeah, like uh, the Surface is about eighteen hundred bucks for the high end. Oh, so then it is a little bit more expensive. Yeah, but you also get the added features. It runs regular Windows. This iPad runs the iPad OS, right? The same one that's on the iPhone. Yeah. Um, it doesn't run whatever Apple's on now, Lion, Leopard, whatever, right? Because <laughs> it doesn't run that. They they, have, they really like the animal names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold on it and they're, they're pretty disappointed. So maybe they'll think before they release something like that again. <laughs> everything from Apple is more expensive this year, to be honest with you. Well, everything um, was even, from even Al- the new Apple TV is more expensive. It used to be a hundred bucks flat. Now it's like, well, it's 130 bucks. And if you want more space, which they try to scare you into getting more space, then it's going to be like an extra 50 bucks. And how does it really compete against? How can it really compete against a forty dollars Chromecast? Like, not at all. Yeah. Like, well, especially since most people already have streaming apparatus in their house, right? Like, PlayStation's double as a streaming service. Um, what else do I have? I actually have a DVD player, not a DVD player, a Blu-ray player that I got like five years ago. You can stream Netflix on it, so it's like I don't need uh, the Apple TV really. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, no, I mean, there, there's, it's not serving a point in the market. No. I think they kind of swung and missed this year. Well, I've been saying this for a while now. Like, Apple's quality and their, their direction has been going down now for the past five years or so. Uh, it's probably because they're focused on self-driving cars, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, it's been, it's been mentioned that some... Ex-employees from Tesla and stuff have all been hired by a company that has no public CEO. Like they, nobody knows who the CEO of the company is. Yep. And they're thinking, well, they have a lot of disposable cash. It might be Apple. It might be. <laughs> I don't really want to try driving an Apple uh, car, though. <laughs> well, not with the way things are going now. Definitely not. But uh, I think we've. Fulfilled our requirement for this week. Our six, our, <laughs> our minimum sixty minutes. Yes, we. No, it's uh, we we talked some uh, some Fallout Four. We talked some porn. We talked some Second Life. Um, we talked everything some you want. Everything you want out of a cast. So you know our, uh, our our loyal listeners are finishing up their run or their commute. They're getting to work or they're getting home, uh, and then we gotta let them go. I agree. So Brad, if uh, if our loyal listeners want to uh, want to find you throughout the week, wh- where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Brad Bell underscore with one L. They can also find you on Twitter. They can. They can find me at Brad Rock, and that's Rock spelled R A C H. And yes, it is pronounced Rock, not Rash or Rack. Uh, and they can also find me at www.bradrock.com, uh, where I blog about project management, reality TV, and, and really anything else that uh, that comes to mind. And uh, how about our show, Brad? Where can they find our show? They can also find all the details about this episode and all past episodes on um, on bradsquared.com. Uh, there's a little bit of art to bring you to the episode. And once you get there, there'll be links to every article for the things we talked about. So for this week, we'll have obviously links to 
uh, Fallout 4 info, Second Life, The Sea Machine, the Ronda Rousey, the iPad, if we decide we want to. Um, yeah, you'll be able to get your fix there. Um, and then, of course, if uh, if you do listen to us through iTunes, <laughs> uh, give us a five-star rating. Tell us how much you love us. Yeah, give us a rating. Give us a comment. I don't, I don't know if we have any of those yet. If we do, I apologize to people that put them. But, yeah, be, be the first to... to uh, rate the cast. Oh, and and, and rate <laughs> first because you know that's always cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first. All right. Well, Brad, it was a pleasure talking to you. It was a pleasure talking to our uh, our loyal uh, loyal listeners. Um, and uh, until next week, uh, game responsibly. See you later, guys. See you later.